Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullrug. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrud and I am your host tonight. I'm doing another solo show and uh, what we are going to be doing uh, is celebrating the fact that when everyone's listening to this, it will be the first official day of the NFL season. Uh, so we are going to go over a little bit of the news and notes, some of the bigger stories kind of coming out uh, of the NFL over these ne- over these last you know, 24, 48 hours. Um, and then we are going to go over uh, the Green Bay and Chicago game, first game of the season. We'll take a look at kind of what, uh, what to look at for in that game. And then we will call it a night. Uh, well, night for me. It, uh, most of you guys will be listening to this uh, in on Thursday, on game day. So um, we have a couple quick announcements. Again, make sure to go to our either our Facebook, uh, our Facebook page or our Facebook group and go to our um, our Twitter handle. I believe we've also we also have a uh, post about it on Instagram uh, about our pick'em contest that we are doing with Play Balto. Or you can go to Play Balto and you may be actually be able to search Skull King on there to find our Pick'em Contest. We are giving away, to the winner at the end of the season, a free sign-in authenticated Marcus Peters jersey. So make sure, again, make sure to go to uh, some of our social media sites. I may put a quick little post about it on the website for you guys to easily find or uh, also put it in the post in the show notes for you guys to sign up for it. So, All right, the other thing that we're doing is uh, uh, we have posted our week one rankings so far, at least where they're at right now. Um, we have the ability to change them throughout the weekend as news comes in, certain players uh, dealing with some injuries, which we will go over in just a, a couple minutes. Um, as part of that, we are doing them through Fantasy Pros, and Fantasy Pros actually does an, an accuracy contest every year. Um, I myself am part of that accuracy contest as part of the uh, the expert consensus um, on Fantasy Pros, and so uh, I will be on there. However, um, our our uh, writers, we have you know a bunch of them that are part of the um, Fantasy Pros also. Uh, while they're not in the expert consensus uh, accuracy contest, they do get a score in terms of their accuracy. So we're going to post those on um, on Skulking, and we are going to keep ta- keep tabs of how all of us are doing comparatively, at least on staff. Um, and where we're at, and so we we're going to let you guys know exactly how accurate we are or aren't each week and uh, cu- uh, cumulatively through the season. So um, putting ourselves out there to you know see what we've see what we've got and see how we're actually helping you guys. So um, that uh, is our main two announcements. Why don't we go ahead and hop into today's headlines? headlines all right so with the headlines the obviously the first thing that we that i think we should touch on is is to get uh, to get everything taken care of uh ezekiel elliott has officially signed a six-year 90 million dollar extension he was in practice today being wednesday um locked in as the cowboys running back through 2026 so 
What this did was this is a six-year extension that goes beyond the last two years of his rookie deal, um, which you know I can't remember how much is he's making this year, but it's nine million I believe next. I think it's four million this year, nine million next year. Uh, in the fifth year of his contract, and then it's a six-year, six-year deal worth fifteen million a year. Roughly half of it is guaranteed. So he is now. So basically, this he's on a. a Eight-year, hundred-and-three million-dollar contract is what is what Zeke has right now uh, with his with his deal. So, so that's where he is at right now. He is now practicing for all of you who drafted Tony Pollard. I was one of them. I think I had him in one league. He may still get some use for Week One. Uh, what they've been saying is they're looking at getting Zeke about twenty to twenty-five reps in the game on. Sunday against the Giants um so that could mean that could just mean 20 to 25 plays he could get 15 to 20 carries um or you know 15 carries and five catches in that time so um it'll be interesting to see what what they're looking at keep an eye on this um for those of you who have Tony Pollard this you know for those of you who drafted Zeke and backed it up with Tony Pollard later in your draft congratulations now you're to the point where you don't necessarily need Tony Pollard, um, you know, unless something happens to Zeke. For those of you who did not draft Tony Pollard, or who draft Tony Pollard but without having Zeke, also um, hold on to him for now. Just kind of sit through the weekend. Maybe you can get a, a, a trade piece from, say, a Zeke owner, a possible handcuff. See if you can get something out of him. Um, I am actually in a uh, super flex league where some guy actually asked for Pollard as a possible trade piece for. Um, one of his four or five quarterbacks that he drafted in a super flex. So um, I may, you know, I may pull the trigger on that. I don't know. So, so that's where we, where we're at with Zeke. Um, Kenyon Drake uh, on here, according to the Miami Dolphins, they're saying that they will get Drake a lot of touches. Um, remember, he has missed a lot of the preseason and practice time that Kalen Balazs has gotten a lot of work. They really like what he has done. We'll see what, I mean, you can get Kenny Drake a whole lot of touches, but he needs to get all that work basically in, in passing because they they can't block. They got rid of their best blocker in Laramie Tunsil when they traded him to the Texans. So um, I don't really like anything out of Miami except for maybe taking a flyer on Devontae Parker because he's the only wide receiver left there. So... That's about all I am doing with the Miami Dolphins. I, you know, I avoided Drake just, you know, the injury things, and then with all the news coming about about Kalen Balage, I think I actually took Balage in a league, um, in a deeper league because, you know, uh, just trying to build up some depth in terms of running backs. But uh, I am, for the most part, I am avoiding the the um, the Miami Dolphins. Stefan Diggs did not practice today. Uh, being Wednesday due to a hamstring injury. Other than that, mostly positive news for the Vikings in the on the injury front. Um, this is something to watch on Stefan Diggs. This kind of worries me for one league, but um, just because you know you don't want to get off to a, a bad start. Um, something to watch. Stefan Diggs has had some issues with uh, hamstring injuries in his legs, so keep an eye on this. I'm not too worried for now. He's one of those guys that they could hold out of practice all week and he'll still play on Sunday. So 
Um, and looking at who they have, I believe they're going up against Atlanta. So it could, you know, this could be just precautionary because um, Atlanta's Atlanta's defensive backfield isn't the best, and so it may have it may have some uh, some good um, ramifications, or or may have some good uh, 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 matchups to exploit in terms of in terms of what Stefan Diggs can do in that offense. So. Uh, Amari Cooper is back to full practice, um, full participant uh, after his foot injury. DK Metcalf practiced again on Wednesday. He practiced today, so that's two days in a row after having a knee scope just a couple uh, weeks ago. Uh, it is looking like he is most likely going to be ready for week one uh, in Seattle against the Bengals. The Bengals are a terrible, were a terrible defense last year. They were you know bottom of the barrel in terms of um, passing, rushing, yards given up, all that. So if DK is healthy, it'll be interesting to see how many shots to DK that Russell Wilson takes, how often he throws his direction to see what he can do if he is healthy. It's uh, It'll definitely be interesting to see what, what can happen with him. So it looks like Dante Pettis uh, practiced but was limited today with a groin injury. There's a, a lot of... A lot of injuries on the 49ers. Uh, Jalen Hurd downgraded to week to week, so it doesn't look like he's going to be practicing or playing um, the rest of this week. Nick Foles was put on the injury report, uh, even though they didn't practice. So that's something to kind of watch out for. Uh, you know, again, the Jags. I'm not going with Gardner Minshew. He is the second uh, quarterback there. If Foles can't play, it looks like Foles. From what I've seen, Foles is still probably going to play. But uh, uh, Minshew is the number two there and did not throw a single touchdown at all in the preseason. So not exactly uh, a, uh, a good sign if Foles can't go. So Cam Newton avoids the injury report for week one. That's good for his shoulder. Don't expect a limited workload for Colts rookie wide receiver Paris Campbell Sunday versus the Chargers. Apparently his hamstring is doing great. Um, he flashed big time in the last preseason game. Frank Reich and the staff have been, been impressed with how quickly he's picked everything up. He is one of those kind of sleeper candidates to see how he fits in that offense with um, with T.Y. Hilton. And so definitely something to watch for. He is a, in deeper leagues, definitely something to watch. We'll kind of see how that goes. So uh, Bears Trey Burton officially questionable for week one. If he is out... Um, Adam Shaheen could get a little bit of work. I know they drafted, they were really high on him when they drafted him. So, um, one of the things that was, we'll put out there just, um, before our last story, apparently the, there was a team that made an offer to the chargers for Melvin Gordon come to find out it was the Eagles. And what they had offered is they had offered um Jordan Howard and swapping like third or fourth round picks I don't know what it was Jordan Howard and swap a pit and swapping picks for uh Melvin Gordon however the Chargers would have also have to eat some of the salary or even pay the salary I don't know what I, I just that Chargers still paying some salary was involved obviously the Chargers turned that down um we will see. I, uh, this makes it interesting. Obviously, Howard is not exactly what they're looking for in Philadelphia. Uh, even though they traded what, like a fifth or sixth, sixth round pick. 
It's like a conditional could turn into a fifth round, something like that. So definitely interesting to see what what happens in Philadelphia with that. Uh, obviously, this means they're a bit higher on, in my opinion, on Miles Sanders than they are on Jordan Howard. So again, we'll keep an eye on this, but I'm not seeing, I'm not necessarily seeing any movement. Obviously, Gordon's sitting out week one, uh, a possible sit out for week two as well. So, and then the last thing, oh, Freddie Kitchens has said that uh, OBJ is ready to go versus the Titans, which is all good news. And the G-Men, the Giants, are planning a massive role for Evan Ingram. Um, that's good. That's good news. I mean, if you look at the rest of their the rest of their staff, um, you know, Sterling Shepard could have a pretty good year, but you know, um, I'm not sure exactly. I'd have to look again to see where he's at with his thumb issue. You have Golden Tate, who is suspended for the first four games. Uh, let's see. One of their guys, uh, Corey Coleman, went on went on IR. There's not a whole lot of guys there, so obviously this is another situation that sets up great for Evan Ingram, like it did his rookie season in 2017, I believe it was. You know, for those of you who drafted Evan Ingram, this is a this is a great spot for him. So, and one more thing, or here's one more thing. Uh, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reports that a Gordon trade just does not sound like it's going to actually happen at all. Uh, the Chargers are reportedly looking for a 2020 first-round pick, which would be a ton for a team to give up just for the rights to pay Gordon a market-value contract. With the Chargers also unwilling to negotiate with Gordon in season, it appears that Gordon is left with two options. He can either sit out until Week 10 and lose $330,000 each week, or he can show up and play under his current contract. Gordon is expected to miss Week 1 and is threatened to sit out longer, but it's anyone's guess as if uh, on if he'll continue to sit out. In the meantime, Austin Eckler will be an RB2 or 3 in fantasy with Justin Jackson rotating in. Obviously, at this point, unless something different happens and there's a major injury to a running back and you know someone gets desperate and needs Melvin Gordon, as of right now, Melvin Gordon's not going anywhere. He's not playing. So uh, for those of you who drafted Austin Eckler, good job. And also for those of you who have Justin Jackson, hopefully he can be usable for a little while for you as well all right so that's it for the news that's all we wanted to cover um next we want to get into since uh, since this is airing thursday we will go over the rest of these nfl games i'll probably do a long episode on saturday which i will go over the rest of the nfl games and possibly go over some dfs slate stuff i want to try to get on get both of those so what i will do is i will I will try to see how well I can streamline uh, the NFL games and what I want to talk about on those um, and see if I can cut those down to really quick. So um, so why don't we go ahead and look at, again, the Green Bay Packers versus the Chicago Bears, first game of the season. Um, from looking at where everything was last year, uh, pull this up right here, The um, the looking at the Packers, they were 12th on offense, Ninth in passing, twenty ninth in passing, twenty second in rushing, um, and they were eighteenth in defense, and that's in yards. That's in total yards, or what is what that's what that's uh, done as uh, on NFL.com. In terms of the Chicago Bears, they were twenty first on offense, twenty first in passing, and eleventh in rushing, but they were the number three defense in terms of giving up yards. So um, you have basically a defensive team against a pretty decent offensive team. 
Looking at the Packers, obviously, in terms of fantasy relevance, you are going to start Aaron Rodgers. You're going to start Devontae Adams. If you pick both of them up, that's what you're going to do. As far as DFS goes, I would not advise doing any DFS for just a Thursday game. If you've got, if you're doing like a full full slate where it's all 16 games, yeah, I that's possible. But with how good the the Chicago defense is, I would hold off on that. Um, I would not necessarily go on Rodgers. I'd probably go in a different direction with a, a value QB who probably who is a, a better um, a better matchup. So, in terms of the running back, Aaron Jones, I am not a full on believer in Aaron Jones. You look at who the the coaches for the Packers. It's uh, Matt Lafleur, who was the coach or the offensive coordinator in Nashville uh, for the Tennessee Titans. Last year, when they couldn't decide if they wanted to use Hunter Henry or if they wanted to use Dion Lewis, because of that, there was a whole lot of nothing going on in terms of the running game. It also doesn't help that Marcus Mariota had problems staying healthy. Which, if there was no pass, um, real no pass threat, there you know everyone's going to stack the box against uh, Henry and uh, and Dion Lewis. Anyways, that being said, now that Lafleur is the offensive coordinator in Green Bay, and there are multiple options to use at the running back position. I am not completely sold on Aaron Jones. He could, you know, he could be, he could be great. Um, I mean, he's had stretches of being very, very good, but dealing with his injury history, I. I don't necessarily feel comfortable with Aaron Jones in this. I mean, if you drafted him with where you had to draft him, probably in the third or fourth round in a probably third round in a ten team league and twelve team league, I'm gonna guess. Um with where you drafted him, you're you're probably starting him anyways. He's probably gonna be your first or second running back. So um I'm just not all that comfortable with Aaron Jones, especially in this first game. Um I prefer in terms of the wide receivers, I prefer Geronimo Allison to Marcus Valdez-Scantling. I think that Aaron Rodgers has done a better job of throwing to a slot receiver like Randall Cobb over the over the last few years uh, than he has to a second outside wide receiver. Uh, I mean, it's going to be the Devontae Adams show, and then we'll see. Um, I think that Allison is the next best option there. So, As far as the tight end goes, I am still not a believer in Jimmy Graham. I think that Jimmy Graham has lost a step. He's getting older. Um, he's dealt with injuries, and Aaron Rodgers has never had a really productive um, tight end. Um, I mean, I'm trying to remember the last time, the last tight end that Aaron Rodgers threw to that finished in the top 10. I think it was Richard Rodgers, who barely finished in the top 10 three or four years ago. Before then, it was, you know, it had been three years before that that he had had a tight end finish near the top 10 in fantasy. So um, I'm just not, I'm not going anywhere near Jimmy Graham, and I don't think this is a good matchup for him uh, if you're going to look at him for DFS. So go moving on to the Chicago Bears. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, possibly a value play in terms of DFS. Um, I don't like. I don't necessarily like him as a streaming option this week. Um, if you're playing in season long, uh, Allen Robinson, um, I think he's kind of in that wide receiver three, depending on his value in DFS. I'd have to look. 
So yeah, I'm not. That's not anywhere I am going um, in terms of DFS. I think he's a possible flex play this week against the Green Bay Packers. The Packers have tried to work on uh, improving their defensive backfield. Um, so I I'm kind of staying away from Robinson. The guys that I w- I do like in Chicago, uh, David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. Again, you know a lot of people are hesitant on David Montgomery with where you drafted him. You're gonna play him. You're gonna draft. You're gonna play him. Uh, for where most people had to draft him in the say third or fourth round in a 12-team league. So David Montgomery, I think, is still the running back to own in Chicago. I think that's still going to be the the case this week. Um, Mike Davis will probably get some work. And now I know that the depth chart, the unofficial or official depth chart, whatever it is, has both Mike Davis and Tariq Cohen ahead of David Montgomery. I think that's only going to fuel David Montgomery's fire. I'm not seeing Mike Davis getting a ton of work. I think it's going to be more David Montgomery with Tariq Cohen mixing in in the backfield, especially on passing downs, though that doesn't mean they're going to take David Montgomery out on passing downs. He has the ability to catch the ball in the backfield. But I could also see Tariq Cohen getting split out and working in the slot. So, um, and kind of being, in a way, Matt Nagy's Tyreek Hill like he had two years ago when he was the offense coordinator in Kansas City. Uh, so I really like uh, David Montgomery. I think that Tariq Cohen could also be very productive in this game. Um, Trey Burton, like we said, is questionable. Um, Adam Shaheen is a possibility. Again, they're not the, the Bears are not huge on the passing game. I think that it's it's possible that they could put up some decent numbers. Trubisky now in his second year in this system. Um, third year of his career. So I think that he could put up good numbers. Again, we just don't know what to do with the first week uh, in a lot of cases. So in Trubisky's case, I'm holding off. Shaheen, I you know, unless you went way, way deep in your drafts for tight ends and he's your only option, I'm not going to use him. So, so yeah, so that's kind of where we're at for uh, the game on Thursday night. It's see it's it's NFL time, guys. I'm so happy to to be at this point in the season. Like I said, uh, this weekend I am going to put together a, a kind of an NFL preview um, podcast and may do kind of add on to that some DFS stuff for the weekend. Kind of my value plays and the guys I'm avoiding simply because I think that they're going to cost too much. I hope you guys are ready for the season two. Uh, I want to thank everyone who's listened or who's been involved in our Facebook groups, our Facebook chats. Um, we've had a lot of great questions and a lot of good uh, banter back and forth. It's time, guys. Uh, please, again, hit that subscribe button, uh, whether you're on YouTube, uh, Apple, Google Play, Overcast, CastBox, wherever you're listening to us, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, share us out with a whole bunch of people. We really could, you know, we'd really enjoy, um, you know, seeing how much this has grown. Hit us up on the website. Make sure to check out the articles coming up. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.